Happy Friday the 13th, Phelan! Ooh, I always celebrate Friday the 13th Eve. Yeah, Friday the 13th Eve, that's when you get to open one present, and then before like before the actual yeah. celebration on Friday the 13th. <laughs> get to open one bad luck, and then all the rest of the bad luck on the next Yeah, choose day. one superstition, and then you gotta wait for the morning. <laughs> you gotta leave all the black cats out for uh, Santa, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Poor black cats. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is another Charmed Rewind! Uh, we did another Patreon poll uh, with five selections uh, that were chosen by Random Number Generator, and the winner was a season one episode. I was kind of surprised, but this does have a very iconic moment in it. I think that's really what sealed the deal. Yeah. It was uh, season one, episode 13, From Fear to Eternity. <laughs> it's a very scary episode. Ooh. This is um the first appearance of Barbus, the fear demon on Charmed, mm -hmm. uh, which they uh, famously said was their greatest enemy. <laughs> this is the greatest enemy the Charmed ones ever had. Take note, folks, this episode, the, the beginning of an era. Uh, did you notice also they never named him in this episode? No, he's just yeah, the demon of fear. The classic Charmed naming right here. The demon of fear. <laughs> yeah. In and out, and they're like, we don't, we ain't even gonna give him a name. He's the mm -hmm. demon of fear. <laughs> a lot of a uh, lot of very inconsistent things about him in this episode. Also, clearly some things they did not carry over to his subsequent appearances. Well, he never would have had another appearance if they stuck to the lore of this episode set up. Yeah, yeah. This episode, uh, according to this, uh, he appears once every thirteen hundred years, a little less than thirteen hundred years before we see him again. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he appears another six times, I believe, is the number I read. There was some trivia somewhere. His 1,300 years just really fly by, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're the demon of fear <laughs> and you love your work, really, I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, anything else uh, you want to go over before we jump into the episode, Phelan? No. All right. Too scared to wait. Ooh. My greatest fear is waiting longer to start this. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> We've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. Uh, so when we open, uh, it is uh, near midnight and Prue and Phoebe are at Coven of Books. That is Coven the name of the store. <laughs> this bookstore is ridiculous because they immediately set up that apparently this bookstore regularly closes at 1 a.m., but not tonight. Tonight she wants to close it early because it's Friday the 13th Eve. So she yeah. wants to get it closed before Friday the 13th actually hits. Like what bookstore stays open till 1 a.m.? Yeah, a lot of people have a 1 a.m. book runs in this neighborhood or what's it like? What a weird time. Maybe because it's like like also run by a Wiccan. Maybe they have like lots of Wicca meetings or something around this time. Late night meetings in the bookshop. Yeah. It's like the, the Buffy magic shop, you know, like mm -hmm. they have other stuff going on. Not just books. <laughs> yeah. They usually just have their meetings at that. And then they're like, what a customer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse you. It says you're open till one. Oh yeah. Why did we advertise that? <laughs> I forgot we ran a business here. <laughs> so yes, it, it is Thursday the 12th. <laughs> Thursday the 12th. Ah. Prue and Phoebe are there browsing um, the shopkeep whose name is Tangella. Tangella. <laughs> uh, she tells them to get the hell out. Like She's like, look, 
I, yeah, I know normally I'm open till 1 a.m., but it's the eve of Friday the 13th. Don't you realize it's fucking Thursday the 12th? We gotta close up before midnight. There's some trouble a-brewing. Yeah, apparently this is a big deal, too. So it's like, why she didn't have, like, you know, these hours on the front of the store, like, we're closing early, and or, yeah. like, get them the hell out before it's this close to midnight. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, get a broom, shoo them out at this point, if this is this important to you, lady, but... But, you know, because it's Phoebe who's shopping, she's taking her time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyone who's um who's worked retail knows customers like this, right? Like, they act like it's your fault that you're, like, trying to tell them to, to leave before you close. Like, they're like, mm, excuse me. Yeah. Any kind of store policy you. is your fault <laughs> if you have to tell a customer. It's like, yeah, you know, I own the store. <laughs> uh, I did note Phoebe is dressed like a normal person. <laughs> she, she's in, like, a turtleneck and a leather jacket. Looks perfectly nice. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of, like, Phoebe in this. It's like, oh, wow, she's more like a a full human being, <laughs> not yeah, the monster like, she guts. became. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's not visceral disgust every time she's on screen. <laughs> Weird. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's looking for a good luck charm um, because she has a job interview the next day. Uh, Prue is giving her no good input. She's like, what do you think of this charm? She's like, ah, the same as any other charm. What about this one? Ah, whatever. Just pick a charm. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I'm a charm, damn charm. <laughs> she thinks this will help her with her job interview. We also learn later they are shopping for knickknacks for Piper because, um, there's a superstition themed <laughs> fundraiser happening at Quake, apparently. Yeah, you know how those happen. <laughs> I always love going to the superstition fundraisers at my restaurant. You go to the superstition fundraiser at Quake today? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> For yeah, Friday yeah. the 13th. <laughs> it's great. You know, they got a bunch of ladders over entranceways and stuff, I Ooh, guess. That's real spooky. <laughs> <laughs> they made no money. No one went to this event. <laughs> Uh, so they get to the register to check out, um, cheapy Phoebe's like, I don't, can you yeah. spot me, Prue, for this good Whoa. luck charm? I'll what pay you, you back. Know? You know, she ain't paying her back. Nah. <laughs> you got this one, Prue. I'm a little light again. <laughs> By the way, you're paying my rent too, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, uh, as they're checking out, the shopkeep is like, hey, you get a discount if you sign up for our mailing list. You're like, cool. Uh, you would think it'd be like an email? No, it's literally just like a big, like, sheet. A sign-up sheet for this mm -hmm. mailing list that everyone scrawls in. That's the most convenient way for witches. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, she immediately clocks at their witches, despite them not saying it. She's like, hey, we got this Wicca gathering happening, uh, if you want to come for the Equinox or something or other. And they're like, how'd you know there were witches? And uh, she's like, I don't know, I guess I just assumed. And um, they're paying up. And then Phoebe's like, do you think she knows? Yeah, they stand there she looking dumbfounded. <laughs> like, oh, how could a witch ever sense other witches? Like, th these are the churned ones. They're supposed to be so good. But this bookstore owner's better than them at this. Maybe you got to assume someone who is in a... a coven shop at midnight probably isn't it witchy stuff yeah <laughs> probably something going on not a lot of other normal people hanging out at bookshops with buying lucky charms in the middle of the night like and why they think the woman running this shop is not magical too and might have i don't know used magic to detect that they are witches as well it's <laughs> yeah real easy to follow this trail <laughs> 
<laughs> not a lot of interest in uh, following up on this though they're like oh that was weird anyway we're gonna head out here and she's like come on come on come on gotta close up yeah she she still acts like there's time even though the clock is now chiming midnight as she's still yeah. ringing them up <laughs> yeah yeah it's chiming midnight uh it it chimes 13 uh, and she explains, she's like, well, every 1300 years, there's a convergence of negative energy on Friday the 13th. Hear that clock chiming? It's 13. That's the negative energy. So we got to get closed up because closing before midnight is somehow going to protect me from this negative energy. Yeah, and they're like, all right, geez, whatever. <laughs> and this is apparently, yeah, the, the really important Friday the 13th. Like she apparently always closed early on Friday the 13th Eve anyway. But this one, she got lax on it, even though it's the special 1300th one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 1300 years, she really uh, bungled it at the end there. Yeah. Uh, fumbled the football right in the last <laughs> play. This is the end of all my faults! So Prue and Phoebe are like, yeah, what a weirdo. So they drive off <laughs> and out of the exhaust. Yes. <laughs> appears Barbus, the yes. demon of fear. <laughs> I love that he appears out of exhaust smoke. And like he's sniffing as he appears too. Like, oh, why did I just appear? <laughs> Yeah, I thought maybe this was just special, like, you know, fear demon smoke or whatever. But then, like, he appears and he's, like, this ominous sniffing, like, no. like wait, excuse me, did I just appear in car exhaust? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like Prue and Phoebe's car exhaust. <laughs> yeah, it's all pink, though. It's weird car exhaust. Well, it, like, turns pink as he's appearing in it. Oh, he made it pink with this yeah. fear demon stink or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, I sense a witch who didn't close her shop quite in time. <laughs> like would he have not come if she had closed a few minutes earlier like, well uh it, it appears that she was wrong in her assumptions because he's just like it's not closed to me and walks through the door so yeah. really this was not gonna do her but any like, good whatsoever <laughs> maybe he wouldn't have come at all though if she had closed on time and like because phoebe was stinking around her shop she got her killed Oh, yeah, yeah, this all happened because they stuck around to get a discount and just took their sweet time. <laughs> yeah. Really, Charmed One's getting another one killed. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this, uh, I love Billy Drago. Mm. Like, <laughs> Barbus is a stupid villain, but I'm never not happy to see him because no. Billy Drago's just awesome. He's uh, giving a good performance in this episode, too, because I feel like Barbus in this one does come across pretty creepy in some of these scenes. Yeah, they were trying a little more. Um, he does some things he wouldn't do later. Like, he's like, he states people's fears before he does whatever because the audience needs to know what the hell he's doing and why. Yeah. Uh, there's some other kind of inconsistent things about him. But, uh, Billy Drago is just, he's just a very good character actor. Like, he's good at playing a villain. He's got that creepy voice. He's got those scary teeth. So, whenever mm -hmm. they have this close up, he's like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, Ooh, he's gonna kill them <laughs> stop ganging up on me uh yeah so um so tangella <laughs> the shopkeep uh she's in trouble uh she didn't close before midnight uh so barbus knocks on her door and she's like oh i'm closed you can't come in he's like not closed to me so he phases through the door <laughs> and he waves his hand to get a get a whiff of her fear i guess this is how he determines a little jedi mind trick like he's gonna read their minds yeah little hand wave uh, and he's like your greatest fear is being buried alive in an earthquake so uh, her shop starts uh, shaking all this stuff falls over uh, she is buried in bookshelves and overpriced overpriced knickknacks just 
the worst. Yeah. Tangela's really living in the wrong spot if her greatest fear is earthquakes, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is still when Piper works at a themed restaurant called Quake. <laughs> Tangela really just made a lot of wrong calls. Yeah. <laughs> she was on borrowed time this whole time. I think she's in the wrong state. <laughs> uh, also, when she dies, um, she's not really killed by this earthquake anyway. Uh, she's actually killed by the fear, uh, as they fear. later determine. Yeah, uh, she has a heart attack. And then she has seen shit that'll turn you white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her, uh, her hair is suddenly a crappy white wig. Yes. Like, really bad wig. Uh-huh. Uh, this is something that is not done later, that the fear demon uh, makes people's hair white because he scared them so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Barbus is like, ah, job well done, me. So he walks <laughs> over to the mailing list to look for some more victims, some more uh, witches. Uh, and he waves his hand over it and some of the names disappear. Yeah, I guess just the witches. I guess his hand knows which ones to go <laughs> Yeah, after. the ones left behind were a bunch of posers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe it was just all the unmarried witches. It's very specific what kind yeah. of witches he needs. Yeah, they could have been married, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they could have gone done some like shotgun marriages to save themselves from uh, from Barbus in this episode. Really not thinking outside the box here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, we get the opening credits and then uh, some happy guitar music over the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Really, it sounds a lot like a sitcom opener, especially once they yeah. get to the Charmed house as expecting like, Charmed is filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a very chipper. Also get some kind of um, ambitious camera shots, I think, because later I feel like they did less of that stuff. But uh, they're just sort of panning as uh, Piper is walking with this uh, charm, uh, a shoebox full of charms and stuff mm-hmm. uh, while the music plays. You get kind of a good view of of the house in season one, which uh, it does look a little different. I feel like the layout is, is different than they had later. Yeah. A lot more greenery, I feel, too, in the house at this point. I do feel like they had a lot of greenery later, too, but Maybe. Um, I don't know. Could have been. I was just noticing a lot in this episode, anyway. Um, The uh, shoebox full of knickknacks is... Uh, I guess a bunch of the stuff that they bought for her at the bookshop and uh, Phoebe shows up in her interview outfit <laughs> just like this Ally McBeal suit with no shirt under the jacket so yeah. just like this low cut cleavage the no shirt under the jacket is the weirdest thing about it <laughs> like, if yeah, she otherwise had a shirt, it looks like serviceable yeah, yeah it, it would be okay if it was just she had a shirt under her jacket but the no shirt just makes it look like she's out to seduce someone <laughs> yeah she's like I'm gonna seduce the interviewer I guess <laughs> uh, apparently this was a suit also that she borrowed from Peru and just never gave back <laughs> oh, wow classic Phoebe <laughs> I feel like if it really b- belonged to Prue, it would be just all knitwear. Mm-hmm. Just a complete knitwear suit. <laughs> so uh, Phoebe is commenting to uh, to Piper how, uh, isn't it weird that Prue never says I love you? Whenever you say I love you to her, she's always like, uh, oh yeah, me too. Y- you too, bud. <laughs> Uh, Piper, uh, it's it's real weird. We commented on this last time. This is actually the episode right after the last season one one that we covered, the Wendigo. It was all about Piper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Piper's just super quiet and kind of meek in this episode. Like, totally different than Piper later. Yeah, um, she's... She's much uh, nicer, I guess. She's, she's more of a human being as well, <laughs> like Phoebe. <laughs> she yeah. hasn't become the 
baby obsessed murdering monster she becomes late <laughs> yeah um she's not really a part of the main events of this episode she's uh got her own little subplot about uh how she's super superstitious yeah and i'll take like superstition obsessed piper way more over baby piper <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Do something! Do it! So Prue uh, wakes up. She uh, comes downstairs and she's like, Hey, I had a dream about mom last night. Uh, I was a little kid and she was holding my hand and she was taking me somewhere and I felt super safe. Audience, keep track! <laughs> Foreshadowing! <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> uh, she yawns and then Piper covers her mouth. And she's like, you gotta cover your mouth when you yawn or you might let the devil in. Especially on Friday the 13th. What? Feels like um, it, Piper was also weirdly religious in season one. They had that other episode also where it was like she was afraid of going into the church after she found out she was a witch. Yeah, and she was also looking at a charm in this one too. It had like a hand on a cross, right? Yeah, I was wondering about that one. Um... I guess it was something that they bought for her there. But yeah, this is something that Piper would not do later. She'd be like, yeah, let Tell try and take me. <laughs> I'm just going to beam over to hell and have Leo babysit in there. <laughs> she fears no one by the end. No. <laughs> Character growth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's become the evil she once feared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Hey, let's see hell try and hold me in. <laughs> Piper Razor. <laughs> I have such sights to yeah. show you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, Pinhead's greatest quote, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Prue's like, Hey, uh, are those the charms that we bought you? Because apparently she forgot since last night. What She's like, what is that that you got? Oh, yeah, we bought those for you last night at 1 a.m. or midnight. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a witch killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keeping our track record at that good old goose egg. <laughs> so Piper is like, yeah, um, I, I'm having that superstition-themed fundraiser at the restaurant. I need all the help I can get. I want these good luck charms to keep me safe. And Prue's like, superstitions are stupid. <laughs> you just think it's real because you met Jeremy on Friday the 13th, referencing Jeremy again from the pilot. Super important Jeremy. That's funny. They dropped that. <laughs> yeah. Destroyer of worlds. <laughs> they killed with a bunch of rose thorns. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my mistake. Phoebe's like, well, I believe in some superstitions, like uh, this good luck charm's gonna keep me, uh, gonna help me with this interview. So I gotta go to that real estate agency and, uh, and do that, and everything's gonna be good. So she heads toward the door. Maybe Tangella should have kept some of those for herself. Yeah. If those good luck charms are worth a damn. <laughs> she sold all of them to them, and that's what screwed her in the uh, end. She, she made all the wrong decisions. Stupid Tangella. <laughs> Um, as Phoebe's heading out, she opens the door and Andy happens to be there. Like, he's got his hand up like he was ready to knock. Like, oh, hey. <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah, you here to see Prue? And he's like, yep. And she's like, well, what's the bad news? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, uh, we've had three suspicious deaths since last night. Uh, credit card records show that you were at the bookstore uh, just before this lady died. So what happened? And he tells her all the gruesome details. He's like, oh, yeah, she was real fucked up. Here's all the things that happened to her. <laughs> yeah. Blood uh, and like shit she... everywhere. 
Oh my god, it was Leaking just Leaking right cool. out of her ass. Uh, like a geyser. <laughs> nothing but bodily fluids all over the floor and all over the ceiling somehow. It's just somehow yeah. she projectile shit all over the place. Daryl slipped in it and then he was puking and it was just uh, all mixed together. Disgusting. <laughs> just a pile of fluid. We were all drowning in it and then Prue's like, drowning? Ah! <laughs> It's a real weird scene. <laughs> Barbara's like, wow, that's way worse than what I was going to do. He's like, you guys are fucked up. <laughs> I want nothing to do with you. And then he poofs away and never shows up again. Poofs away in his <laughs> exhaust cloud and they all choke on it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, is that really what happens every time I poof in and out? Ugh. Wait another 1300 years for the room to clean out, clear out. Whew. Ugh. Car exhaust is my greatest fear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was the true car man all along. <laughs> so, uh, so Andy's like, why were you at the bookstore at midnight? And I'm like, yeah, me too. I want to know why they were at the bookstore at midnight. And she's like, it was a last minute thing, okay? <laughs> they were looking for the all night bookstores and just luckily found this one. <laughs> yeah, like, when did Phoebe get this interview? Like, was it that late she knew she's getting it? Or she just d dinked around the entire day? So, oh, yeah, Prue, you need to take me out and get a good yeah. luck charm. <laughs> yeah, well, I heard about this uh, This coven of books here has some good luck charms, and it's open till at 1 a.m. Good, because that's that or Taco Bell. I don't think they got what we need. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he's like, these deaths seem to be tied into the occult, so you ought to be careful. Uh, Prue's like, yeah, I'll do that. So she goes upstairs uh, to the Book of Shadows to look up Friday the 13th. There's a whole section on it. And right in that section, there's a page on the Demon of Fear. It says nothing useful about the Demon of Fear. No. <laughs> Not even his name or nothing. Uh, but it just says every 1300 years on Friday the 13th, uh, he shows up. Um, it's kind of weird there's a section in the book about him because this book is not 1300 years old, uh, but there is an explanation for that in this episode uh, because it appears that Ghost Mom is writing this entry for them as they go along. He's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's not even a picture of him. Like, I feel like a bunch of these demons documented that they look at later are probably older than the book. So, like, why didn't someone way before their mom write an entry on Barbus with anything more useful? <laughs> yeah, they um they assumed that their mom must have wrote it before she died uh, because she knew that this was the year that he was going to show up, like, uh, that they should know about this. Um, but it turns out her ghost is writing the entry, but not the whole thing. Like, she yeah. wrote a little bit, but she didn't write, like, the thing that was going to help them get over this. No. And they very well could have died before she got to that part. Like, you know, Ghost Mom, you could write that down beforehand. Yeah, if she's getting info at all. Like, I don't understand why she has any info on him since he would never have appeared within her lifetime. <laughs> Just... uh, yeah, all the, the elders were being helpful, I guess. <laughs> People <laughs> in the afterlife were like, yeah, here's the deal with this dude. <laughs> Then they could have put an entry in the book before this. <laughs> they wanted to be yeah. useful in regards to him. Uh, it doesn't say how to defeat him, just says you need to overcome your fears, but not how to do it. He feeds on the fears of witches for his survival. The page appears to be in their mom's handwriting, so that's how Prue figures that it's her. Uh, she goes to Quake and finds uh, Piper checking out this generic 90s handsome man. Yeah. Number 346 <laughs> on this show. Uh, he's some guy named Lucas, uh, who's helping run this charity, this fundraiser thing. 
Um, Piper really digs him, but she doesn't want to go out with him because it's Friday the 13th. It'll be bad luck. But who cares about that? Prue's like, hey, uh, there's a situation with this fear demon. And mom might have written the century about uh, about the fear demon uh, and given us a heads up about it. Uh, and uh, she throws in this info, too. I don't remember her reading about this. Uh, if he can kill 13 unmarried witches before midnight, he'll be free forever. It seems like that would have been pertinent info to get earlier than this. Yeah. I don't know where she got that part from. Yeah, because it's like every 1300 years he kept getting bungled before he got to 13 witches. <laughs> How long has he been doing this? <laughs> Yeah, I think it would have been a lot easier 1,300 years ago to get that done. <laughs> yeah, maybe they were all married. Like, he's just kept killing witches, and he's like, damn it, he sees his wedding ring, and he's like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're all the loser witches that are looking for love in all the wrong places. Oh, charmed ones, I found him. <laughs> uh, turns out he didn't even need to do this, because he could just show up whenever he wanted after this episode. So it's like, why do you even need to bother with this 13 witches scheme? You could just stay. Mm-hmm really self-imposed rules for himself <laughs> just really stuck to his guns until the charmed when he's like you know what screw it i'm not gonna do this anymore <laughs> i love that their defeat of him was ultimately pointless because they didn't stop him for 1300 years he just shows up again and just keeps showing up <laughs> so really they save no one here no you'd like to think that wouldn't you uh, so he kills by turning witches' greatest fears against them, uh, and in the face of their greatest fear, their powers are paralyzed, so they won't be able to fight with their powers. Piper's like, you gonna head off to Bucklands now? And Prue's like, no, nah, I've got this list of all these Wiccans. I'm probably gonna warn them about the sphere demon that's trying to kill witches. I think that's probably a good use of my time. Like, eh, whatever, I'll be at Quake, though. <laughs> I ain't gonna help with that. <laughs> Last episode was about me, so I'm taking this one off mostly. <laughs> yeah, after that Wendigo thing, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I got a break. Uh, and uh, Prue's like, yeah, tell Phoebe what's going on. And Piper says, I love you. Prue does not. <laughs> no, she just goes, yeah, me too or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They continually test Prue through this episode. So Phoebe's at her interview. Uh, she's sucking up hard to this realtor lady. Uh, she's rubbing this good luck charm under the table, and she gets the job! Starting today, instantly, this lady's desperate for someone. This is like one of the worst realtor companies ever, apparently. Yeah, like, she's like, yeah, you got the job, and then this handsome 90s man, another handsome 90s man walks in, and she's like, hey, look, I gotta leave, I got a, I got a booty call to go to, so, uh, you stay here, answer the phones, uh, and if my husband calls, uh, just lie. Just lie about this. Yeah. You've known this woman for five minutes and you're like, well, answer the phones and lie to my husband. <laughs> yeah, that's your job duties. <laughs> okay. <You're> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like a list. Answer phone, lie to husband, underlined several times. <laughs> see, maybe you should have talked to her more than five minutes to see if, like, you know, morally she's on the same page as you. Because she might tell your husband. <laughs> yeah. Ruin your whole plan. I'm in need of a guilt remover spell. But she's desperate. That's why she gets the job. She's like, I, I will take anyone who's living and breathing, basically. Yeah, and Phoebe decides she is definitely up for that. Yeah, later Phoebe probably would be, I don't have time to tell him the truth. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if I tell the truth, I might not be able to tell the truth any other time. Uh, meanwhile, while all that stupid stuff is happening, Barbus kills another witch. <laughs> but there's wow, a, wow, he, th wow. This lady seems to have this whole backstory going on here that yeah. we are not privy to. She's a real Goron. 
She's a real Goron. She's like, she's, she's like, yeah, Barbus, I expected you to show up, but I have overcome all of my fears. You cannot kill me. She's super cocky, like, Barbus, nice try. She's like kind of the combo of Alyssa Milano and Isabella Rossellini. Right? Yeah, yeah. She looks kind of like her in uh, Death Becomes Her <laughs> to me. Uh, she's got like this dark makeup and this bob. And then she's like, Barbus. And he's just like, oh, yeah, well, what about fire? And she's like, oh, shit, I forgot about fire. <laughs> yeah, well, she she goes like, yeah, I've like, you know, trained myself to not have yeah. fear at all anymore. And then like Barbus just starts waving his hand. And then immediately she's like, oh. <gasps> Like, wow, good training. All you had to do was put his hand up and immediately you're shitting yourself. Wow. All this time wasted. All these witches that had the up and up uh, just bungled it in the last second. And then, like, the charmed ones just waltz on in, farting around, knowing shit all, and somehow defeat him in a super easy way, too. It turns out it's super easy to defeat him, but all these other witches didn't, didn't know how to do it. No, not even training yourself to not be afraid. <laughs> she did. They didn't have a ghost mom to help in the eleventh hour. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Let me write yeah. this other part in the book. <laughs> Uh, just as this was happening, uh, Prue was on her way over because uh, she was one of the names on this uh, guest list for all these Wiccans. Um, so she shows up just after the choppy, slowed down footage kills. This lady puts her in a bad wig, <laughs> finds her dead on the floor. Uh, so she's like, oh, shit. So she leaves uh, and um, she calls 911, but books it out of there because she doesn't want to be involved with the uh, the crime scene stuff. As she's running out, she goes, by the way, my name's Prue to everyone. Yeah, doorman. <laughs> let, let Andy and Daryl know that I was here. So, so Daryl and Andy, uh, they show up at the crime scene. Andy is wearing a pair of chucks. Uh, Daryl calls them his cereal shoes, as in they're his good luck charms, mm -hmm. but the subtitles <laughs> spelled cereal, S-E-R-I-A-L. Yeah. So it took us like a hot second to be like, why does he call them cereal <laughs> shoes? Cereal killer shoes. <laughs> his cereal killer shoes? Like he got him off a crime scene? He's like, these are my good luck charms. Um, yeah, uh, Daryl thinks they're super embarrassing, so he's gonna like, yeah. he's gonna dunk on him oh, for his man. shoes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Andy, speaking of serial killers, uh, Andy is like, there might be a serial killer involved. <laughs> uh, all these deaths seem to be connected. And uh, Daryl's just focused on the shoes. Like, he's just like, yeah, but they don't suck as much as your shoes do. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, by the way, Prue is here because the doorman had the name. So we know she was around. Uh, Prue is having a lunch date at Quake with uh, Piper and Phoebe. So everyone's got their priorities straight. They're like, let's oh, have a yeah. lunch date and talk about this horrible death. <laughs> Fear demon killing people. <laughs> yeah, she explains all this shit that's going on, which is pretty gruesome. And then she's like, well, I'm going to go call these other witches while you two do fuck all, I guess. <laughs> these other two seem like not concerned with this at all. <laughs> I mean, that seems about right. You can't give anything to Phoebe or Piper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. During this conversation, she's like, "Oh yeah, this woman was murdered horribly. Her hair was all white, and she was in a circle of fire, and it was so gruesome." And Phoebe's like, "Oh look, a ladybug!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Where it flies, it be that's to your true love. Look at yeah, it go. she's like, I heard from from Grandma Ghost pre Ghost that whatever direction a ladybug flies in will lead you towards your ideal mate. She didn't fucking tell you that, Phoebe. No, <laughs> she was like, it'll lead you toward another man. Yeah. She can destroy his life. Stupid man. Stupid man. Your ideal mate. And then you can wash him, clean him, put him in a stew, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> That's cruel. This uh, the CGI ladybug flies on over to handsome fundraiser man. Um, th- they seem to think that this is an indicator that Piper should go for it, even though this was Phoebe that sent the bug out. So I thought, according to this superstition, it would be Phoebe's ideal mate. Mm, well, Phoebe would definitely take it that Piper. way if this was later. Like, oh yeah, it'd all be, even, be all about her. Even if it's like Piper knew kind of had a thing with him, like, well, I guess he's fine now. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have to redo the CGI ladybug for the HD version? Maybe because this was the the HD transfer that we uh, watched. Um, it likely was edited on tape back then, so they might have had to redo the CG ladybug. They probably did. Yeah. Oh man, this is so much work for Charmed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they're like, maybe this is some good luck. Maybe some superstitions aren't so bad. Uh, right then, a waiter runs into Prue, drops some food all over her. <laughs> Leaves is, silently. He has yeah, not paid for lions. <laughs> that is the funniest part about the whole thing. The waiter just <laughs> says nothing. They're just like, oh no, that happened to you. And he just walks away. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> this is the time where you gotta give the guy a, a line. <laughs> Because it's just too weird this for is, him to this say This is not nothing. just a customer that he's dropped food all over. This is like his boss's sister. Right yeah. in front of his boss, he fucking <laughs> drops a whole bunch of food all over and he's like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> if I say nothing, they'll forget who I was. <laughs> yeah. I'm out like a phantom. And then he puffs into exhaust and it was Barbus. <laughs> oh, how do you know having food dropped on me was my greatest fear? Oh my goodness! Uh, so Prue's like, I'm gonna go change. Phoebe's like, I love you. Nothing. <laughs> it turn- yeah, th- this whole thing they're talking about. The reason she doesn't say I love you is because that's the last thing that she said to her mom before she died. She's got to be the strong one. She can't say it because it's too painful. Uh, but also, it just kind of seems like she loathes her sisters, which is kind of fair. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, Prue is the most likable one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I wouldn't say I love you to them either. <laughs> so uh, Piper is uh, talking to Phoebe about this. It's like, yeah, she, she's she got to be the strong one. And uh, Phoebe's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. What about this affair my new boss is having, though? <laughs> I have a moral quandary here. <laughs> and Piper's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Handsome man, I guess. I got to go do my plot. <laughs> We're done with this Prue thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess that's their trajectory <laughs> further on in this series. Yeah. Definitely see it starting here. The seeds yeah, no of terribleness. <laughs> no concern over the lives of their sisters or anyone else. Yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah. But on the other hand, being a self-absorbed asshat, hmm. <laughs> so, um, so Phoebe leaves and then handsome man waltzes on over to flirt. And then he just drops food on her and leaves silently. <laughs> Want some dinner? (laughs) Look at this! Look! Look! Yeah, so he's like, I've been getting some some vibes like you hate my guts. You want to go to dinner? (laughs) She's like, I'll check my schedule. 
But then the ladybug flies over, so she's like, yeah, all right, I guess I'll have dinner with you. <laughs> she was giving vibes like she just thought he was the scum of the earth, and he's like, yes, flirt time. Yeah. This is flirt time for sure. Yeah, he's a pretty big bozo. <laughs> but he might be rich, so later on, this definitely would be a Phoebe guy. Oh, yeah. Like, mm, he's rich. <laughs> Let me go get with him. <laughs> Babies. Naked woman! Uh, at the realty office, uh, Phoebe flips a coin to decide if she's going to lie or tell the truth. That's her moral quandary. <laughs> like, I don't know. Let's see where this lands. But it lands on its side, improbably. The, the quarter is on its <laughs> side. <laughs> yep. So she answers the phone and uh, spills some of her arrowhead water. I feel like that was a suspiciously uh, placed logo. Like Arrowhead maybe had some sponsorship or something with this episode. <laughs> no Sierra Springs. No Sierra Springs. So uh, she spills it and has a vision of Prue drowning. So we get a fan service Prue in the shower scene. <laughs> She's getting naked, getting ready for a shower. Naked woman! Uh, Phoebe calls and gets the machine. Uh, that's just when Barbus shows up and erases the message. <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Always stealing words from stuff, address books, <laughs> answering machines. Uh, take away the caller ID. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a reason Prue is uh, afraid of water. Uh, she That's how their mom died. She died in water fighting this like water demon. There's a whole big backstory there. But basically, uh, their mom died in water, so she thinks she's going to share her same fate. I thought this was actually a pretty scary scene. He shows up, she's in the shower naked, vulnerable. There's Billy Drago standing outside <laughs> <Yeah>. the shower. <laughs> yeah, that's um, quite creepy. <laughs> yeah, seals her in, and then like he's, the water's filling up. I feel like this is much more effective than later on when he's just like a floating head around Leo. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like he has a line like oh, you've made this too easy for me <laughs> yeah he's like oh thanks for making it easy you're already in the shower so <laughs> yeah win-win and she does have one of those little shower tubes so she's nicely sealed in did make yeah. it extra easy for him to drown her <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, so it's uh, filling up with water. Uh, she tries to use her uh, zoom in on her face powers on him, but uh, yeah. but her fear has like frozen them. She just smells something explains. stinky face. <laughs> yeah, she makes the face and it zooms in and it does nothing. And then Barbus says, your fear has frozen your powers. Remember, audience? That's how this works. <laughs> Forget it! I'm not doing it! Uh, but lucky for her, Andy and Daryl show up at the house and interrupt this. And I guess, uh, I don't know, Barbus doesn't want to go back to prison? He's like, ah, oh, next time. <laughs> I'll catch you later. Like, why doesn't he just finish this? Yeah. Lock them out of the room. He has, like, seemingly unlimited powers. Seems yeah. like he can do anything with them. I don't know why he would be stopped by those two. <laughs> he can, I mean, is there, can, can he only attack one person at a time? Like, what if he just attacked them with their fears? So they were held up while he was drowning Prue. You would think he could do something like that. He could be like a really effective villain. They could have done a lot of really creepy stuff with this, but he's just like, oh, well, I'll, sh I'll come back later. <laughs> yeah, did not really make a lot of sense. Yeah, he disappears and then the water disappears also, except for like a little bit. There's still some in the bottom of the shower. Yeah, it Kinda makes halfway. no sense how this works. It's like, yeah, because the thing was like filled up almost to the top at one point with water. And then when uh, Daryl and what's his nuts, what's his name? Andy. Andy. <laughs> Daryl and Andy burst in, you know, yeah, it's just like at her feet. 
even though that's still higher than the water would have been, obviously. <laughs> so it's like, why did some yeah. of the water disappear, but not all of it? And also Prue grabs a towel that was inside the shower tube with her, which is dry somehow. The, the dry inside the shower towel. This is not even the first show we've watched that's done this. Mm-hmm. In TV land, this is something that happens. You keep your towel in the shower with you and it's dry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like who does this so stupid. um but she also had some uh waterproof makeup on she's yeah. like perfectly done makeup yeah. that stayed on through this whole thing <laughs> and they're like yo what was that all about and she goes i got soap in my eyes <laughs> yeah yeah they bust in because they heard her screaming and then they're like why were you screaming and she's like i had soap in my eyes <laughs> that's what happened i i don't know why she didn't at least say like someone had broken so like that would also at least, you know, get them off the trail a little bit that, like, we think you're the murderer because you visited the last two witches who died. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, maybe she just doesn't want them involved with the fear demon stuff. Maybe that's why she's not saying anything. Yeah, but just saying some guy broken isn't really going to get them any more on or off the trail than they currently are because they're currently trying to track who's killing these people. Right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm in danger! They do think that it's suspicious that she was at the scene of two of these deaths. Daryl especially, very suspicious yeah, of the Charmed Ones. This is when he's not friends with them yet. No, yeah. unlike later, good buddies where they can murder him, <laughs> even when yeah, he says no. He's less bullied around and has more of a personality. It's still weird to me, season one Daryl is like less flat than later Daryl. <laughs> Yeah, because he does work off Andy pretty decently, and you see them doing actual police work and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, this is like kind of more professional here. <laughs> Unlike yeah, later like... when it's just like a crime scene, Daryl's there, and he's like, girls, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did have someone to bounce off of. I think that is a key difference, that he has someone to work with other than the Charmed Ones who seem disgusted by his very presence. <laughs> Yeah, I, f- I think that really helped. He really lost something when he lost Andy. Yeah, <laughs> he was the um, one who was hurt the most. <laughs> yeah, they don't really think about how Daryl was affected by this. <laughs> Andy is like, well, Prue, what would you think if you were in my shoes? And she's like, your shoes are ugly. I wouldn't want to be in your shoes. <laughs> Lots of dunks on Andy's yeah. shoes. Daryl's like, told you. <laughs> told you. <laughs> and Andy's like, I hope you die, Daryl. He's like, well, I will, but not before you. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> uh, Phoebe shows up, so I guess interview done. <laughs> also, timely, Phoebe. You really saved your sister from this death that you foresaw. <laughs> <laughs> she she would have showed up, just found her floating in the shower dead if they hadn't shown up she, first. She probably stopped at a store. It's like, I need to get a few charms before I go. <laughs> yeah, hang on. The vision, I think I have some time. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of room in that shower. I think she's good for a few more minutes. <laughs> uh, Prue has a towel on her hair because she's still in like she's still drying off from the shower. She takes it off and she's got a white streak in it. She's turning into rogue. <laughs> oh my god, she's like uh, Nancy in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. She got the streak in her hair because she was so scared, or uh, or Ash at the end of Evil Dead too. <laughs> yeah. Equally consistent, too, because it just disappears next time we see her, so (laughs) (laughs) guess it's not a permanent thing. Uh, She smells a fragrance in the air that uh, their mom used to wear, and uh, Phoebe's like, yeah, sure, crazy. (laughs) (laughs) 
My wife smells car exhaust. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So she looks in the Book of Shadows, Phoebe does, and uh, it says to let go of their fears, they have to use the greatest of all powers, but doesn't say what it is. And Prue's like, well, that wasn't in the book before. It didn't say like this stuff about you got to use the greatest of all powers. This is something that Ghost Mom has added later, but not finished, which would have been extremely helpful for later in the episode. It would have been helpful before getting trapped in the shower tube, too. Like, thanks a lot, Ghost Mom. You want to give us the info before I almost die? (laughs) Ghost Mom and Ghost Grandma in season one are very confusing because when you you think of later on when they could just appear at random whatever, why wouldn't they just show up and be like, hey, here's the deal. (laughs) Yeah. Here's what's going on with this fear demon. Though they haven't cast their mom yet. It's a weird, different lady. Yeah, which is one they try to mostly keep the face obscured because clearly this is just like placeholder stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. we don't have a solid you no know, main casting for this character yet, so they could be anyone right now. <laughs> yeah. Dubbed over by some other voice. Like, who's this? Yeah. Uh, Prue is like, I can feel mom's presence. There's something about mom here. I think like mom is around trying to help us out. And Phoebe's like, yeah, right, crazy. Go to Buckland's. <laughs> If you're not alone, then the fear demon's not going to get you. And she's like, yeah, this sounds like a good plan. Uh, But before she goes, uh, Phoebe confronts Prue on the I love you thing. And uh, that's when she reveals that it was the last thing that she said to her mom before she died. And Phoebe's uh, empathetic about it. Gives her a hug and everything. That's how you know this is season one. It's like Phoebe cares about others. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. This was a nice moment. They had some nice character stuff going on at times. There's times yep. where you're like, I feel for these characters. I want to know what's going on. Even if silly things are happening. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I want to see. I care if they live or die. Yeah, they're not that terrible so yet. Later. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when they care about each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> You must be kidding, aren't you? Uh, so Piper uh, is at Quake, uh, avoiding Handsome Man, uh, because ever since she agreed to have that dinner with him, she's had bad luck. Uh, she picks something up and then tears her dress accidentally. Uh, there's People are crossing in front of her, all sorts of stuff. So uh, she picks up one of the charms and just starts, like, casting a spell in the middle of the kitchen? Yeah. With everyone around? <laughs> yeah, that was very strange. Why wouldn't she at least freeze them to do it? She can freeze people. Yeah, she really should have. There was this other worker, too, one of the guys in the kitchen who comes and talks to her about stuff. And she tells him, you know, things are going bad. And, oh, whatever, or something. Like, I feel like later Piper would have just blown the guy up. <laughs> That's how you know it's season one, where she just kind of like, all right. <laughs> all right. And then she like, yeah, after she casts her little spell, she stick accidentally, apparently, sticks her hand in the boiling water. It's like, ouch, that hurts. It's like, Wow. <laughs> Like, that's not bad luck that's just on you you want to be yeah. a chef right yeah, exactly. you don't know don't stick your finger in boiling water i think you better learn what boiling water means if you're gonna be a so, chef somehow, piper i want to know how she pulled this off her boiling water set off the fire alarm how did she well how is she not able to boil water without setting the fire alarm? that was off? from her sage thing she was burning oh i see okay my bad <laughs> burning the sage did no one wonder why she was burning sage over boiling water over there though super weird no one was paying attention to this when she starts casting the spell in the middle of the kitchen it was strange (laughs) 
at the uh, the realtor office, uh, Phoebe is answering phone calls. Uh, what do you know? Her boss's husband shows up and he's like, I was going to surprise her and take her out to lunch. You know where she is? I'm just a and really great husband who loves his wife. Please don't feel bad for me. <laughs> Phoebe should have been like, I'm new! And then ran away. <laughs> Uh, but she has a uh, conscience, unlike later. And she's like, I can't lie. I'm not going to lie about this. I'm going to lock up the shop. Um, I know where your wife is, but I'm not going to lie for her. And then the husband's like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for not lying. Everyone's been lying. To- I suspected there was an affair, but everyone was lying to me. But you told me the truth. <laughs> she didn't really even tell him the truth, though. She just neglected no. to lie. <laughs> Yeah, she's just like, I won't tell you a lie. I won't tell you the truth either. Bye. This this kind of felt like the end of a fairy tale or something. I finally found a person who did not lie to me. Yeah. Yeah. He gives a whole little speech about this, about how great she is for not telling a lie. Very bizarre. The the realtor fairy tale. (laughs) Um. But then she didn't quit. Like, he's like, don't quit on account of me. And she's like, I'm not. And I guess she's not quitting because then she sits down and answers the phone. No, but she <laughs> says, like, I'm quitting because of me because I can't do this. But yeah, then she Yeah, it ans- seems like that's what she's saying. But then she continues to work. Yeah. Like, he leaves and then the phone rings and there's a lady on the other uh, end and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was supposed to be shown a house by this lady, but she never showed up. And she's like, oh, maybe she misspoke because she's on a trip right now. Um, well, you flew in from out of town. I guess I could show the house to you. She's worked there for five minutes. Yeah. This, half a day. This is not part of her job. And I don't know how she would know to how go about doing this or why she's doing this when she's in the middle of quitting. None of this makes sense. Yeah, she's in the middle of quitting and she's like, I guess I'll do a favor for this horrible cheating woman that I hate. So she's like somehow knows where the keys are and then goes to the address and goes to show this house to this woman. Yeah, the the realtor woman who owned this place did not show her where the keys were or anything. She was, no, she didn't show her anything. No, she was rushing off to her booty call. She said, your job starts today, answer the phones, and then leaves. Yeah, she barely had time to say you're hired before she ran off to go get some. <laughs> yeah, she ran out of there faster than uh, David Hasselhoff out of Baywatch Hawaii. <laughs> See, I got on the plane <laughs> Uh, tell Hobie 3 I hate him <laughs> the funniest part okay so you know that this is a trick anyway she shows up at this abandoned house and then Barbus is there putting on a female voice yeah, very good <laughs> pretending to be this lady from out of town he determines her greatest fear is losing a sister so he's like oh, I got a two for one here so he calls up Prue posing as Phoebe so now he's using Phoebe's voice and asks to meet her at this abandoned house and then Prue doesn't think this is weird. Like, yeah, sure, I'll meet you at this abandoned house, Phoebe. (laughs) Everything's on the up and up here. Uh, As she goes to do that, uh, Piper's having a date with Handsome Man. It is kind of weird, all these Piper plots, because again, not Leo-centric, not kid-centric. So you just see her doing other stuff that you would never see later. Like, it's like, it's insane. Like, oh, she's out of the house. Oh, she's on a date. Oh, she's doing things. Yeah. It's so nice to see her doing different stuff because, yeah, she just got stuck in that samey, terrible role later. <laughs> she just yeah, I don't... storming around the house yelling at Leo or the kids or her sisters. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she complained once this episode. <laughs> what was happening? <laughs> she complained about superstitions, but that was about it. <laughs> 
That's true. Yeah, when she's on this date, he's talking about how great he is, and he's like, oh, I carry these pictures of my nieces and nephews with me all the time, and then she's like, hey, 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 freeze. You sound too good to be true. So she takes his wallet out. She freezes him, takes his wallet out, and rifles through his stuff mm-hmm. to determine if he actually has these pictures in his wallet, because <laughs> she thinks he's a big fucking liar. <laughs> what is the radius of, like, her freeze? Could someone have, like, walked in the restaurant while she's doing this? Like, yeah, um... I don't know in season one how far this radius <laughs> was. They they indicated the episode before that she couldn't uh, affect anyone outside of a room, which is why when she was stuck in the phone booth, she couldn't right. affect the Wendigo. Right. So, so yeah, so someone could have just the, walked the in the restaurant. Could... Yeah. And, and then just she's like, like uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, this is a funny story. I'm checking his wallet to see if he's a liar. Yeah. Oh, and I'm a witch. <laughs> and then Barbus kills her. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she she unfreezes him after putting his wallet back. And then she's like, yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, I was acting stinky earlier because I'm actually superstitious as fuck. Uh, and I thought that uh, there was bad luck to be going out and goes, uh, like that the bad things were going to happen. And Actually, um, I am anyway. superstitious against superstitious people. So this ain't going to work. <laughs> she's like but yeah but a ladybug flew towards you and that superstition says that it's good so i disagreed to this date and then he's like yeah that sounds insane date over (laughs) (laughs) end of date you are a crazy person (laughs) (laughs) i mean since we know what piper turns into this guy made the right call (laughs) there has never been a bigger bullet dodge than this man getting the fuck out on the first date with piper (laughs) he would have been dead very soon oh yeah you've been a blood smear on the wall (laughs) she washes her face every day with you would have gone the way of neighbor dan his body was never found yes How many dates did Piper just blow up and then she just, you know, uses them as a face mask when she goes to bed? <laughs> Countess Halliwell <laughs> bathing in the blood of all the virgins she's taken on dates. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Prue goes to the abandoned house, uh, finds Barbus there with Phoebe tied up. Barbus just chucks her in the pool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get in there. He did, all the other suit. times he... <laughs> yeah. All the other times he used his power in, like, a little hand wave where he kind of stood there and did, like, his thing. But here he's just like, eh, shove. <laughs> Shoves her in a pool. I mean, she's right beside it, so might as well. Yeah. Boink. He's like, convenient. <laughs> Uh, so she falls in the pool, and uh, she has like a moment there, like a near-death experience where she's uh, she's drowning, and then Ghost Mom shows up, and it's like some other lady with her kind of face kind of obscured in a light with a big flowy outfit, uh, speaking to her and saying, "Oh, I bring you love." <laughs> Piper shows up. She's bringing love. Get her. <laughs> <laughs> they just repeated that with Piper later in the Mermaid episode. You remember that? That. she was drowning and then ghost mom showed up and saved her yeah they just did the same thing later but not as good mm-hmm. that's classic charmed for you yeah um so yeah she reveals that the greatest of all powers was love again mom you could have written that before she was dying <laughs> and saved her some time uh the dream was slightly prophetic uh phoebe ain't so special anymore <laughs> the dream about her mom carrying her yeah. was, was what happened um, some some flute music plays to let you know this is a touching moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Baby comes out of the water with a flute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, she was playing Phoebe. it through her tape I on mean her mouth. Prue. I said Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, Prue, Prue comes out with the flute, and that'll uh, get rid of um, Barbus. That would have been more exciting than what happens. <laughs> so uh, she gets out of the water, and she uses her like zoom in powers. Like she's like, "It's over!" Fling, flings him yeah. away. <laughs> And then uh, the greatest scene ever <laughs> from Charmed. <laughs> In ADR, Prue says, I'm not afraid of you anymore. And then Barbus, no, explodes yeah. into a red bad effect. <laughs> I'm not afraid anymore. What's great too is like the no, but then there's like a pause as he kind of like puts his arms down and goes back to normal as he explodes. Like, yeah, he just ah! kind of stands there and mm. waits to explode after. <laughs> yeah. Take a beat and then boom. <laughs> just... <laughs> 1300 years. That's all you had to do to get rid of the fucking fear demon was just be like, I'm not afraid of you anymore. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Talking about like not sticking a landing. That's definitely what this episode did with this, because like he he was kind of like creepy. He seemed like a good threat. You know, like a lot better than a lot of Charms villains. Like this guy seems like he could get you. And then you just you defeat him with that. Like Yeah. Not even on screen her saying that. They clearly dubbed that in later because they're like, this is kind of abrupt. They were trying to fix it a little bit in post. I'm not afraid of you anymore. Audience, that's what's happened. No. (laughs) (laughs) Did not fix the abruptness. Still very bad. (laughs) Yeah. They could have had her maybe like go over to Phoebe and like hold her hand and be like, I'm not afraid anymore. And like, you you can overcome your fear too. And like both of them kind of like, you know, Barbus is trying to get them with their fears. And then he slowly cracks and then shatters or, you know, something that was like a little build up rather than that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was the most hilarious way to do it. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) He's dead forever, except for the next five times he shows up. (laughs) Personally, I liked the one where they went to the mirror universe and he was like the demon of love or whatever. (laughs) He's the good guy. Very good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But now that Prue's learned this trick. She goes back home to Piper, and she goes, I love you. And Piper goes, no! no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's telling each other I love you all over the place. Phoebe and Prue are telling them that, and then they go home, and Piper's bummed out about her date. And then she's like, oh yeah, her sisters are okay, I guess. Not that she was worried about this. <laughs> and they're like, hey, uh, Ghost Mom showed up, by the way. <laughs> And then uh, Prue's like, I love you, Piper. And then she explodes into a red mist. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, she's like, yeah, it seems kind of crazy. But yeah, Ghost Mom showed up and saved me. And Piper's like, no, you're not crazy. I think sure that's she did. <laughs> yeah, she, you're not crazy. I believe you. And then Prue goes to bed. And then she's like, hey, Phoebe, what really happened? <laughs> I don't know. I was looking at a mirror. <laughs> I didn't have time to find out what happened. I also saw my reflection in the water in the pool, and I was like, oh, look at that beautiful woman drowning. Oh, my sister is actually drowning over there, but look at me. <laughs> it's like that um, that old, uh, what is it, a Greek legend, where it's like you're looking, at, looking in the pool at your own reflection and then go in and drown. Yeah. <laughs> so, so focused on themselves which <laughs> mythology that is that's phoebe <laughs> yes it's the phoebe mythology <laughs> yeah 
Uh, so in the end, Prue is looking through the Book of Shadows. Uh, she sees the passage her mom wrote, and then she, her mom writes the last part and says, thanks for letting them into your heart. Thanks for letting me into your letting heart. Yeah. I think she said letting them into your heart, them? like your sisters. Oh, I thought it said me, but all right. I think she means them. Like she finally said, I love you to them. And that was, yeah, I think that's what that was supposed Regardless, to be. Regardless, it makes no sense for anyone else reading this book. Because <laughs> it'd be like, oh, yeah. we need to look up uh, the fear demon, Barbus. What do we got here? Thanks for letting them into your heart. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is this helpful? Who wrote this? <laughs> well, I need to find out about the source of all evil now. What? He likes salsa dancing? This doesn't help. What, yeah, why is there the Sears photo of him in here? What is going on? <laughs> Sears, three, 1,300 years ago, were pretty lame. <laughs> Thank God Sears is still around 1,300 years from now. <laughs> they added, like, a Sears portrait of Barbus in there, leaning on his hand, smiling. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the end of the episode. What are your final thoughts? Uh, it was decent in parts. I, like you mentioned, there is the issue of Piper being especially disconnected from it going on, being concerned with her date. But I still feel like they make this come off less jerkassy than later Charmed would, because like I feel like directly, like if this. If Prue was in later charm, she would directly ask for help and Piper would say, I can't right now because I got this date with the guy at Quake and like stuff like that. Yeah. So it just seemed like it didn't really come up to get Piper directly involved, which is like, all right, she could be a little bit more concerned, but she's not actively being a shithead to her sisters. And none of them yeah. are. Even Phoebe is not all Phoebe in this. So better execution. Mm -hmm of some a lot of stuff and barbus was a good villain until that piss poor ending were <laughs> <laughs> your thoughts yeah i think like um i i wish that it felt like the other sisters cared a little more when prue was like i'm going to call these other wiccans and let them know what's up like maybe they could have been a little more proactive instead of giving them their own little subplots that are kind of silly yeah. like they could have all been involved in this story a, a little bit closer but overall yeah the characterization is a lot better and it doesn't come off selfish and jerk assy because a lot of the time, it seems like they are trying to do their normal life and the witch stuff, but not when there's a pressing issue happening. Mm -hmm. If Piper knew that they were in danger, she wouldn't be on that date at Quake versus like later when they'd be like, yeah, someone's being targeted and they could die any moment. Well, you take care of that. I'm going to head off to the date now yeah. and not deal with this. So, yeah, it, it's still pretty early. It's kind of funny seeing uh, the first appearance of barbus mm -hmm. compared to later because there's a lot of differences and it does come off a lot creepier i think billy drago is a pretty good guest and uh he, he was a fun uh villain for them to have i don't know if i would ever really consider him their greatest enemy as they so claim <laughs> yes. uh, but he was entertaining so that just leads us to our next segment phelan who is your margoyle and if you have one who's your car man my margoyle is gonna be tangella 
really bungled it. <laughs> yeah, because like I don't know if the closing the store at this time was really this important. Why did she not do that? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like 1300 years like you can stay late openly any other day but get these idiots out of your store <laughs> okay i think i'm gonna make a, a co-margoyle though too because also the mother ghost mom yeah i gotta give a special mention though. i think i don't know ghost mom might even edge out tangella more on this because of her not giving prue pertinent information and like writing oh yeah p.s this in the book after prue almost dies in the shower and then telling her oh yeah it was all about love like thanks you could have put that in the book <laughs> i didn't need to almost die first mom <laughs> thanks for letting them in your heart fuck you mom <laughs> Terrible, terrible performance, Ghost Mom, <laughs> and she's not even cast yet. <laughs> now, Carman is going to be Billy Drago. <laughs> so I think his performance is really good, and I mean, he, liter he literally appears out of car exhaust. <laughs> That's true. It can't, it can't not be a Carman, right? <laughs> He's elevating this. He makes barbus come off creepier than i think he would have been especially if they cast like one of those bad theater dads or whoever they'd get for <laughs> random demons half the time yeah he wasn't just a guy in a black robe yeah <laughs> i'm margoyle <laughs> classic fucking margoyle <laughs> It's this quote, I'm Margoyle. <laughs> I'm Margoyle. Margoyle. That's what you put that on a shirt. I'm Margoyle. Margoyle. <laughs> but it's one of those like misquotes where you put like someone else's face on it. Like, I'm Margoyle. Margoyle. And it's like Patrick Stewart yeah. on there. And that's how you really piss off the fans of Margoyle. Like, oh, he never said that. <laughs> Allison, who was your Margoyle in Carman? Well, uh, I gotta pick the the second witch that was killed <laughs> that got uh, set on fire because she she had all this time to prepare. She she was so cocky. She thought she was the main character. Like she's like, ha ha ha! I have overcome all of my fears. Yeah. Nice try, Barbus. Only to realize she's one of the idiots that dies like before the cold opening. Uh, like anyone on X Files. Yeah. Like, wait, Mulder and Scully are still alive. I think I'm gonna yeah. be okay. No, you're actually the kill. <laughs> you're not the main character in this situation. Sorry, lady. And then she dies and gets a stupid wig put on her. Yeah. Uh, an end to uh, a legacy no one will ever know yeah she scares so easily for someone who overcame all her fear <laughs> she really uh she could have used a few more anti-fear sessions uh <laughs> did not work out for her like she intended oh, no. wasted her life yeah it's like a, a comic book guy you know like, oh i've wasted my life yeah. <laughs> <She dies. laughs> Uh, you know what? I was kind of, I didn't really know on Carman, but i think you made a compelling case i feel like if billy drago appeared out of car exhaust yeah, exactly. And we enjoyed his performance. He's got to be the car man. Yeah. I, I feel like his ending uh, <laughs> does undercut the car man a little bit. It does. But maybe that's the most car man of all because he went out like a bitch. <laughs> and that's kind of very car man. Yeah. I mean, I'm giving it more to Billy Drago, I guess, than Barbus for his oh, the, Billy Drago, the actor, is the car man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Deserved. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that's it. Any other notes, Phelan? No. 
All right. Well, that'll do us for today, uh, Charmanders. Uh, if you uh, liked this podcast, we'd appreciate it if you gave us a like or subscribed or reviewed on iTunes or Spotify or wherever uh, podcasts are seen or heard. Uh, you can find us on anchor.fm under Charmed Rewind. You can also find us on YouTube under youtube.com slash movie nights the series or youtube.com slash uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash movie nights and patreon.com slash Thanks to Peter Hunter for editing the podcast for us. Uh, he did the intro theme, the car man theme, any kind of theme that's not a stock track. This is all Peter. Uh, and he uh, produced Rift Tracks the Game, which you should definitely check out. Yes. Uh, currently, he's uh, helping out with Rift Tracks Live uh, Return of Swamp Thing. So, all sorts of good things. And uh, you can find him at Pretor Hunter on Twitter. What hashtags, Phelan? Hashtag exhaust fear. <laughs> Hashtag ooh, a ladybug. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Hashtag <laughs> useless book. <laughs> Hashtag shut up, ghost mom. <laughs> I think that's it. Uh, we'll see you, Charmanders, next time. Bye. Thank you.